This evening, our time together is going to be more than a little different. Yes. We're having a communion. The intention is to remind us of what the first one looked like and what happened. Would you join me in a prayer of confession to prepare our hearts and minds for what lies ahead? Loving Christ, that night you were betrayed. You knew that your hour had come. Your disciples loved you and followed you. However, they also failed you. Like a servant, you washed their feet, including the feet of the one who betrayed you. We love you too. We follow you. We fail you not once, but over and over again. We have not accepted the love that you show us. We don't live the love that tells us to do, that you've told us to do for each other what you have done for us. Forgive us and make us like you, servants of all. Make us love one another. Then all may see and know that we are your disciples. Hear our prayer. Our practice is to share words of assurance. The assurance is God hears our prayer when we pray. The assurance is that God forgives us when we ask. Hear these words. You are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Would you take just a moment to listen to God in silence? For God speaks in turn during prayer. Amen. The Gospels really don't give much detail about the life of Jesus, with one exception. Reading through the Gospels, especially the Gospel of Mark, is rather like looking through a family photo album. The only exception to the scarcity of detail is the last week of Jesus' life. Some of that week is described in agonizing detail. Nearly 40% of Mark's gospel is given to those final days. It is the week that literally changed everything. The events of that week began on the Mount of Olives. Even today, the Mount gives an amazing view of the city of Jerusalem. Then, with the imposing presence of the temple, the palaces, the Roman fort, the view must have been spectacular. Near the top of the mount, Jesus sent two of his disciples to fetch a donkey to be his transportation into the city. As Jesus rode among the throng of Passover pilgrims who were making their way to the temple, those of the crowd began to greet him like royalty, like the Messiah. Mark 
through 10 says, Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they'd cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed behind shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus went to the temple, looked around, and went back outside the city walls. One of the things we don't often think about is many believe he did that to make it more difficult for the authorities to capture him at night when the city gates were closed. He spent the night in the village of Bethany. The next day, Jesus went back into the city. On the way, he passed a fig tree that had no fruit, although its leaves were such as to indicate there, there's going to be fruit here. In an uncharacteristic manner, Jesus cursed the fig tree. He told the tree that it would never bear fruit. Jesus went on into the city, which also, by the way, had no fruit, and into the temple complex. In the courtyard of the temple, Jesus overturned the tables of the money changers. The priest required everyone who made an offering to the temple to make it only in the official temple coin. So all other kinds of money had to be exchanged for it. Usually at outrageous rates. And Jesus chased out the people who sold birds and animals to people for the sacrifices required by the law. Jesus made it clear he thought they were all crooks. What Jesus did was at very least an act of civil disobedience that the authorities found onerous. It may even have been considered a riot or an insurrection. At any rate, after the cleansing of the temple, the authorities clearly wanted Jesus dead. Jesus taught in the temple courtyard, and then when the night drew near, he left the city before the gates were closed for the night. Apparently the next day, Jesus was having a meal at a home in Bethany. Sometime during the meal, a woman who is unnamed in Mark's gospel came into the room, all men, remember dining was segregated, okay, came into the room with an alabaster jar full of perfume. It must have been something extremely ex extravagant and expensive. Think a year's wages. She poured the perfume over Jesus' head and probably over his feet. The response of many around the table that night was outrage at what they perceived to be wrongheadedness and waste. However, Jesus defended her saying she had anointed him for his burial. One of those in the room for dinner that night, Jesus' friend and disciple Judas, was so upset by the episode that he went to the authorities to turn Jesus in. The authorities offered Jesus a reward. In Mark's gospel, the amount is not given. The other gospels mention 30 pieces. 
which was roughly the equivalent of 30 days' wages. It may have been the very next day that Jesus went into the city to celebrate the Passover. That Passover meal, a traditional Jewish Seder, became what we Christians call the Last Supper. It became the model for our communion. It was at once a powerful, passionate, and dramatic meal. Jesus knew he was betrayed. The meal was clouded by suspicion and confusion. And the meal became the symbol of all Jesus came to be and to do as he passed the bread and cup, announcing to his friends, this is my body, this is my blood. The meal ended with a hymn. Then the group, except one, retreated from the city to a place on the Mount of Olives, probably within sight of the temple. They went to a place called Gethsemane. Jesus and his friends had to wait while he, or Jesus had his friends wait while he went to pray. Mark's gospel captures Jesus' words in any inner struggle simply. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, in the garden, stay here and keep watch. Jesus prayed. His friends went to sleep. We forget, Passover is a feast. There was lots of food. There was lots of wine. Finally, Judas arrived with a mob and betrayed Jesus with a kiss. All of his friends ran away. One literally ran out of his clothes. Then the mob took Jesus to the high priest's house where he suffered a night of injustice, indignity, and finally beatings. What follows now is something that went on around the table that night. My name is Nathaniel. I'm known as the guileless or innocent one. I asked Jesus, how do you know me? And he said, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. I am Judas, not Icarus. I said to the Lord, how thou wilt manifest to us and not to the world. I am Matthew. I was a tax collector. Jesus said, follow me. So I arose and I followed. I am Philip. They called me the bean counter. First, Jesus sought me out, and then he said to me, follow me. I am John. I wrote more of the New Testament than any other human author. Through Jesus, I learned the balance between truth and love. I am Peter, also known as Simon Peter. Jesus called me the rock. I am Andrew. I found my brother Simon and said, 
We have found the Messiah. I am James, the disciple of passion. So much so, Jesus gave me and John nicknames, Sons of Thunder. I am Thomas, the twin. I said to my fellow disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. I am Bartholomew. Although known as the forgotten disciple, I was very close to Jesus. I am Simon. I was with Jesus for three years, witnessing his miracles and his teachings. I am Judas. Jesus knew my heart from the beginning. These are my best friends. They've been with me for three years. We come together for this last meal as your leader and as my disciples. We share together in the Passover, the feast that we have celebrated for so, so many years. It will be our last meal together. And I ask you as my friends and disciples that we share it together and that you remember, you remember that you were here and that you will remember me. I ask now the bread that is before you, that you break this bread and that you share it with me. And I ask all those that are here to share it with me. Take and eat it. Remember me. We all show share together in the common cup. As the bread has symbolized my body, the wine is a symbol of my blood. It has not been revealed yet, but it will all come to pass in a short time. So in remembrance of me, we ask you to drink ye, drink ye the wine of new life. As friends and as disciples, you have shared with me these many years, three years. I ask you now that please remember who I am. Because before this night has come to pass, 
one of you will betray me. Please. Let us now go in peace and be thankful. We invite you as you leave to remember to take the order of worship with you. On the back page is a meditation. As you leave, stop and get a nail. Sometime either tonight or tomorrow, set with the nail. Read through the meditation. Focus on what Jesus has done for us. The tradition for a Monday Thursday service is to leave in darkness and silence. Remember the price that has been paid for us. Remember what the day tomorrow holds. And above all, remember Sunday morning comes. Go in peace. The Lord be with you. Please do not forget your nail. <laughs>